0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get it. Ah! All football, all the time.
1: You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Elliot Shure What's going on, everyone? My name is Shore Parks. Today is Monday, January 9th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave a NFL take with a five-star review, and we're starting to get some more of them, I will have a pod one day where I read all of them on the pod We'll over all your questions, so leave that five-star review uh, with your best NFL take. The final weekend of the NFL season is over, the final regular season, regular season week, I should say, and it was a great one. I thought the fact that there was an extra playoff spot for the second year in a row added to the weekend almost no teams or at least almost no games are completely meaningless. Um, even the game between the uh, Colts and the Texans was a exciting one, you know, probably not so much for Texans fans, which with, with how that ended, but there was, com- there was competitive games across the league. And I think sometimes at the end of the regular season, you don't always see that. So, Good weekend of football, obviously the playoffs beginning, some great matchups, and we're going to talk about those all week, but I want to get into a few of my takeaways from the final NFL weekend, not talking about the playoff matchups specifically, but more so just some of my takes from what we saw in the final week of games. Let's start with the Sunday night game, Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers, and I thought that game really hammered home something that has been clear throughout the year, but for it to happen in the primetime game in the final night of the regular season, I think sent a clear message across the league, Uh, and I know it's kind of changed my opinion a little bit on this. Now, the thing that I think was clear was caring and playing hard really, really matters, and I know that sounds simple on the surface, and it's, well, of course, Elliot, you have to play hard to win. But I think coming into the season, I would have always just leaned with, yeah, this team's more talented, they're the best team. They have the more talented quarterback, that's it. That's all that matters. Talent was something I really leaned on. And talent of course still matters. But I think what you saw this year was you have to have extremely motivated people on your coaching staff, at head coach, at quarterback and on the roster. Like with the talent discrepancy really kind of shrinking across the league, You have to have a group that plays hard every game and that really is playing for each other. If you look at that game last night... The Lions are not as good as the Packers, right? The Lions had nothing to play for in that game. The Packers had everything to play for in that game. And I thought it really showed just why both seasons went the way they did for both of these teams. The Lions overachieved this year because, and I give Dan Campbell all the credit in the world for this. As somebody that used to hate on him, I give him all the credit in the world. That team plays hard. That team played above their punching weight. This season, I thought that they accomplished more than they should have otherwise. Goff played better. Uh, the, you know, the whole team really overachieved this year. And I think it's because of Dan Campbell and the culture he created there. Now let's look at the Packers. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have a head coach that has been the number one seed multiple years. The Packers are a team that's won playoff games. They looked borderline disinterested in that game last night. After the game, they didn't look that upset that they lost. The Lions were celebrating that win when it meant absolutely nothing. The Packers were just like, all right, that's it. And I thought all year that was the Packers mentality. They underachieved because, frankly, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem that interested in football anymore. He is basically just back to be back. I don't think he really cares about the outcomes of the games. He's played too long. All, all those things, right? Aaron Rodgers is, is checked out on, on the Packers. And that showed. The Detroit Lions, not checked out, right? They're a play-hard team that really overachieved because they simply just wanted to play hard and cared. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're in the playoffs. But Tom Brady... Doesn't seem that interested in football, right? He's old. I you know, he just isn't the guy that I think anymore is leading a group of men and motivating them to play hard. Todd Bowles, great coordinator, has had some success as a head coach, not exactly an inspiring personality at the podium, right? There these teams that have re, a retread head coach and Todd Bowles, retread old quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. They're just not what they used to be. I think you have to have extremely motivated people at key positions that are still trying to prove something. Look at the Eagles, Nick Sirianni and and Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni was laughed at last year for his introductory press conference. Jalen Hurts, despite having an impressive resume, has been told time and time again, he's not good enough. Had to transfer from Alabama, didn't win the Heisman at Oklahoma, didn't go in the first round in the draft, right? Was drafted to be a backup by the Eagles. Now he's an MVP candidate. When you have motivated people at the top of your at the top of your list at the top of your you know head coach quarterback whatever it's so much better than having guys that yeah might be more talented but are checked out and i think that's a big lesson going into next season the other one and this is strictly comparing head coaches and how much they matter Doug Peterson, man, to get Jacksonville in the playoffs after what they went through last year, if you look at Doug's resume now, six years, he's been in the playoffs, I believe four of those years, Super Bowl uh, winning head coach, has been to the second round multiple times, has won multiple division championships, and it really showed... Now, he's a retread, so there, there is that part, right? But... You look at him coming to Jacksonville, he was motivated. He took a year off. He was motivated. It clearly way more motivated than Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer just went to the NFL just to go to the NFL. He would already accomplished everything, and he clearly isn't a good NFL head coach. Doug Peterson went there, turned Trevor Lawrence's career around after a rough start to it for him because of his coaching, has that Jacksonville team playing extremely hard. And for what it's worth, Mike Vrabel, also a good example of how a motivating head coach really changes things. That Titans team had no business being in that game. They almost won that thing with Joshua Dobbs. If it's not for a somewhat questionable fumble call, they maybe do win that game. But the job Doug Peterson has done this year, he belongs in the head coach of the year uh, conversation. I don't know if he deserves to win it, but I think he belongs in that conversation. And after being unfairly fired from the Eagles, sitting out a year, going to a job in Jacksonville, that there were some attractive parts of it. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, and I'm sure he got paid well, but it was not viewed as a great head coaching job. He probably deserved to pick any job he wanted among the available ones but he wasn't allowed to. He went to Jacksonville, and he's shown that he's an elite head coach. So moving forward, I think in that division, the Jags have the brightest future, and it's because of Doug Peterson and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Another takeaway on the flip side of the head coaching thing, Brandon Staley is just not it as a head coach. You saw what he did in that game. Got Mike Williams hurt playing him in a meaningless game. Had uh, Justin Herbert in there, I believe, into the third quarter or at the very least for the first seven or eight series. And got him. He took multiple hits. They're lucky he didn't get hurt. For him to do that, I thought was extremely reckless. I thought it was foolish. They had nothing to play for in that game. There was nothing they could have. Uh, they couldn't moved up up and down in the seating. They weren't playing some type of huge division rival where they wanted to prove a point. There was nothing to play for in that game, and they played their starters. I thought it was foolish by him. He's a guy that early in his career. I think was probably overvalued and oh, given more credit than he deserves. You know, he would have, like, great press conferences and stuff. But you look at what they've done there, their defense isn't that great. He's a defensive head coach. Uh, they have not accomplished much there, despite having a great young quarterback and a ton of talent on offense and some talent on defense for what it's worth. That roster should be better than it is and accomplishing more than it is. And I think Brandon Staley is the reason it's not. They're not going to fire Brandon Staley, but I don't think he's a head coach that I would have a ton of confidence in moving forward if I was charging fans and I thought the way he handled that game yesterday was another example of just a guy that is perceived as being like super smart and this like forward-thinking coach really hasn't accomplished much. Dak Prescott a concerning performance against Washington. Uh, another pick six. The interceptions are obviously a major issue for him at this point. I believe he's tied for the league lead despite only playing 12 games. I think he has an interception in seven straight games, multiple pick sixes, the one against the Jaguars, had one against Washington yesterday, had one against the Eagles. I mean, he is really, really struggling going into the postseason. And when you look at the Cowboys and, you know, where, where they're at and what they are. Their defense is good. Micah Parsons, very good. Uh, I think they've fallen off a little bit as the season has gone on. Not Micah Parsons, but the defense in general. Uh, But their key to going anywhere is Dak. There's a reason they pay him franchise money. They have to win on the offensive side of the ball. Dak should be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC playoff picture. And he still might be, right? But... He is playing at a concerning level, and those turnovers are going to end up killing the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're talented. They're not talented enough to win despite turnovers. Some teams are. The Eagles could probably win to, even if they turn it over once or twice. Uh, the Niners, they could probably win despite one or two turnovers. The Cowboys are not playing at a good enough level that if Dak keeps throwing these interceptions, where they, they, they can survive. Now, the tough thing is you're not going to pull Dak. You're not going to put in Cooper Rush. You have to just ride this out. But this is a big postseason for Dak. If he goes in, doesn't win a game, gets outplayed in Tampa Bay, um, or has a big interception, if you know, not multiple interceptions, man, the narrative about him really might start to change. Because despite the fact that he is a very good quarterback, has had a successful career. His playoff record is not good. And this isn't going to be, you know, his second trip to the postseason. This is going to be a time where he has lost it's, his playoff losses are starting to pile up and they only have, I think he has one playoff win, maybe one or two in his time as a uh, cowboys quarter as the Cowboys starting quarterback that's concerning uh and it starts to become a thing where if you're the Cowboys you have to wonder and I don't know how you would replace him, but you have to wonder like is this really the guy we want to move forward with especially if you're going to be hiring a new head coach now they'll probably hire a new head coach and try to get him to fix Dak and that's probably the right move but if you hire a new head coach there is something also refreshing and smart about getting a new quarterback too and if Dak really struggles in the postseason you have to wonder if there'll start to be talks about what could happen to Dak Prescott in Dallas um My final thought from the weekend was, man, Nathaniel Hackett might have really just been the problem in Denver. I tried to hold out. I tried to think maybe that Russell Wilson was cooked. I tried to think that, you know, just rookie head coach is what it is. But you look at what's happened the last two weeks in Denver. Season-high 31 points yesterday against the Chargers. Russell Wilson, three touchdowns, one interception, passer rating over 100. They have 55 points in their last two games. It's the highest two-game stretch of points they've had all season. Now, I know the games are meaningless now for them. You know, they're playing a Chargers team that we talked about, was playing for nothing, but was dumb enough to play their starters. Still playing for nothing. And things have been ugly for them, obviously, the majority of the year. But... I think this is encouraging if you're Denver. This is some hope that if you get the right head coach, maybe this Russell Wilson trade could turn back around. Um, I've always thought, you know, here in Philadelphia, there's a lot of talk about, well, good thing the Eagles didn't trade for Russell Wilson, and it's true. But now that we're seeing with a different head coach, you do wonder if Russell would have gone somewhere else, if Nathaniel Hackett was a better head coach, if we're all viewing this completely different. Because Denver has the defense to win. They have good receivers. It really does seem like maybe the coaching, and then look, poor play by Russell too. There's no doubt about it. But... If you have a bad head coach, especially an offensive one, it's really, really hard to succeed if you're a quarterback. So in a season that's been a complete disaster for the Broncos, I do think the Russell Wilson performance these last two weeks, and especially yesterday, is legitimate reason for hope. Maybe it convinces Sean Payton to go there. Maybe it convinces them to get a great coaching uh, candidate. And maybe things could turn around in Denver sooner than we thought after watching Russell uh, Wilson all this year. This has been the latest edition of the best football show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five star review. If you like what you hear, I'll talk to you guys next time.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.